Should I do it by hand? Should I use a timer? Maybe I should just wait for the Lord to do it. Either way, right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast, we're going to talk about irrigating our crops and how to do it, and we might just rock your world with what we think. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. You know what I'm doing right now? Getting I'm stirring the pot, ready. boy. Mm-hmm. I'm stirring that pot. Oh, is you know that what, what it saying? is? Yeah, I'm okay. stirring that pot. Okay. There's going to be I, some mad people with me soon. No, I just thought you were all in your tank top. I thought you were flexing. Yeah, Flexing. So. I'm going to the gun show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. You know, it's the double barrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> now I'm all embarrassed now. Damn, you call me out. <laughs> It turned three shades of red. Mm-hmm. No, it's, um, you know, this is a subject that I effing hate more than anything. And you and I have talked extensively about this recently, so it should be interesting to see how our minds have changed or worked out through our last conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have very strong feelings about it. Oh, no, wait, but I do. It's actually, it all falls in, right? Kind of like how passive I am about it, but why it's like such a big deal. Like, why did it even make it on, you know, our show list? So I'm looking forward to the conversation. I am too. Okay. So before we get started, real quick, y'all need to go check our link below and grab a t-shirt right mm-hmm. there. And um, you can support us that way. A lot of people have been asking how they can support us. That's how you can do it for right now. Or We're working tops, on some other things. Right. Or some other goodies. Yeah. Tank tops, coffee cups, you know, all that good stuff. Aww. Different swag. My personal favorite shirt is the soil in your soul shirt. Yeah. It's a, that's a really good design. Yeah. So, you know, it, makes, it warms my heart every time I see it. Does it really? I'm like, I'm like speaking through, like you can see all of my teeth because I'm smiling so hard. Yeah. It's special. <laughs> You're always smiling though, Batavia. You're so happy all the time. This is true. Or at least, well, I mean, me, that's, that's the word on the street. That's what people say. Let me make you sad. Oh, no. Our question is sad today. Okay. And I haven't answered this one yet officially. I've been, it's taken me a couple days to think about this. And oh, I know God. that they've seen that I've seen it and haven't answered it. <laughs> you know what but I mean? But they'll get but, an answer before this episode airs, so. Yeah, yeah. So this is hoping you can help. I put down some toxic rat killer after a problem in my garden about six months ago. Mm -hmm. It's long gone and the area has been through a New England winter. Shout out to New England. (laughs) Sorry that you still live up there, but that's okay. But there were raspberries and asparagus growing in the area before and after. Do you think they will be safe by later this summer to harvest? It is a hill with very well-draining soil that gets a lot of water. Apart from safety, if there's a soil amendment you can recommend giving the situation, that would be super helpful. Thanks. Our friend. about called out their name. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't clear it with them, so I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a hard one, man. That's hard because, you know, you got a little bit of that rat killer in there and... I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, before we even get started on that question, if I had a rat in my garden, I'd move. I don't like rats. They they skis me out bad. It's the tail. Well, I'd burn the whole thing down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd just be sitting among ashes. <laughs> Except, so I mean, that's, we, that's personally why another reason why it's super hard, because... I'm not normally a snob about these kind of things, but potentially I could have gotten snobby around. You used what? But man, yeah. I'd be out here with like, you know, my hazmat suit on with the spray and yeah. 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 So I'm not even going to get in the fact of should you have used it? Should you have not used it? That's neither here nor there. It's been done mm-hmm. um, because I'm kind of 
in between. You know what I mean? My initial reaction was it should be okay, but I would remove as much of the soil as I could and replace it. Yeah, but I mean, it all kind of... um it, it, this is a high level question because you've had significant, if in New England, significant snow, right? Yep. So that soil has been soaked um, uh, all the way through. So whatever you're removing, you're just removing surface level. I mean, unless you're really emptying the bed. Um, and I just don't know if that's cost effective for anyone, you know, to try to empty it all of the soil and put new soil in. Well, and the thing is, is they have perennial asparagus right there, too. Yeah, I I think so. So some options, right? Remove the start over with asparagus, but you still have the soil there. So are you really saving anything? You know, are you bettering the situation by saying I'm going to put new plants in because it's still in that same soil? Um, Did I I, I guess I, I blanked out for a second. Was it sprayed around the home? And the idea is that... In it, the garden. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I've come across any kind of... Well, you know, we may have to come back and, and give this answer. I saw someone online, someone I probably would consider a trusted gardener, that had some chemical latent like hay or something that they had... Uh, put in their garden something went bad they got something in their garden they didn't expect i mean it wasn't rat poisoning but um they didn't expect and then they ended up planting some crops to kind of soak that up if you will in plain terms so i'll go back and, and look to see um what their issue was and then how they believe they remedied it um it's not, nothing i can vouch for 100 percent, but okay so why don't we do this you um because I'm finding a lot of, you know, I, I, I did Google it and I just Googled it again. And it's everything that comes up is so effing unhelpful. Mm-hmm. Five ways to organically get rid of rats and, you know, all this stuff. And the question is, is how long does it take this stuff to get out of, out of the soil? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give... <clears throat> because we're going to privately give this person an answer. And this is and tell me if you agree with this at all, though. Because this is a really hard question. I would say remove what soil you can. And if you are still really worried about it, don't eat off those crops for this year. Just harvest them, let them grow, you know, let them grow, harvest them, let them go to seed, get more, whatever. But just don't even eat off of those crops this year. Call it a loss. Mm -hmm. And then next year you're back and you're good. But there is no amendment to help neutralize the rat killer yeah i I think it's the how long does that can that live in the soil is the real question right Uh, and that's that's a question that we can't really give Mm -hmm. an answer Mm -hmm. to yeah but do you would you go along with what i just said as an answer i mean i think that um without any other information for sure i'd you know i'd call those beds a loss this year Um, this year but you could come back to them next year well i mean I, i think that that would be my hope yeah. But again, when, without digging in, no pun intended, you know, like there could be real information out there that says it takes two years or three years or whatever have you. I, I tend to think that probably not that long of a period. Um, but again, it's completely uneducated. So I would start right. with uh, planning on not consuming anything from that um, bed this year. I wouldn't even, you know, it sounds like they're not, there's not anything planted that would produce seed, but I wouldn't even save the seeds from whatever those plants produced uh, okay. if they have other plants in there. So there you go. But it's not, a, it's not a complete and total loss. You don't have to get rid of the garden bed and walk away, I don't think. So. No, you, I, I'd be, um, well, beyond the point of my entire garden would be burned down. You know, well, like if we move past that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't give up on the garden as a whole. Okay, so that's we will give the answer to them. But that is our initial answer. That's a really hard question. I think Mm -hmm. that's I mean, I I did the hard question because sometimes we just got to exercise the mind. But but now that we've had bad, I want to give a little bit of good. Okay, Okay? I can dig a little bit. Just literally hot off the presses, 
hot. Got a super sweet um, comment. Okay. So I want to say. Oh, don't um, do it. Don't do it. This is the one that. No. You guys have literally been craving new episodes. I listen to the minisodes and they make me want more. Ha ha ha. I seriously look forward to Thursdays because I know there will be a new episode. It's a huge highlight of my week. I've been re-listening to old ones to fill in the days between new ones. And I love you guys. You guys crack me up. Thank you so much for making these episodes. You are the best gardening podcast I have ever heard. All I got to say is this. Thank you. I mean, that's super awesome. So that was a kiss, right? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how to do it like audibly. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> probably came off sounding like an asshole. Thing yeah, to do, yeah. But. There's a little bit of like, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> which is a part of the formula, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't mean it. I swear. I swear. Look, you made me turn red two uh, no, times twice, now. Twice in less than ten minutes. Um, that that's not the. I thought you were gonna read the way you posted yesterday, and so as no. I'm listening, I'm like, oh no, that's different. Yeah, that you know, uh, we won't spend a lot of time here, but I will say thank you. Appreciate yeah, you reaching you. out with that feedback. Um, it uh, it's my pleasure to sit here and talk to Batavia for everybody for multiple times a week. It is is it's my pleasure to be talked to. i know that's super corny too it is super corny thanks we appreciate it and uh we shall continue yeah yeah the beat goes on yeah because you're in luck because after we come back from this break we're going deep on this subject a lot of y'all asked how can you help support the backyard gardens podcast well we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener to visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. You know, when you have those embarrassed laughs mm. and you're like, you're like, <laughs> and you kind of push a little bit and give you a little headache. Mm. Now that you've made me do it twice, I got a little headache. So um, stop embarrassing me today. No, I don't know about that, but I will tell you, unrelated to laughing, I sneezed yesterday and like my knees buckled. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, come on, I'm working on getting in garden shape. Like I I just, I, I, you know, there's some troubled times over here. (laughs) Yeah. Look, so you know that we went backpacking and we came back and my legs were thrashed. Oh, I mean, look, yeah. I live at the beach. It's flat. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we're going up and down. And I mean, I felt like an 80 year old man. And then I had to go out in the garden. And you know, you know what I hate about spring gardens? Everything's so damn low to the ground. It pisses me off because I got to get so right up in there. With me doing a lot of things with containers, I really... I think I, I didn't do the whole, you know, what is it? Lift with your knees and not your back. What is it? Whichever oh, yeah. it was. Just lift with your back. Yeah. Whatever you're not supposed to do, I'm pretty sure I did it. Um, yeah. You just lift with your back. You got this big old back. Of course I'm going to lift with it. Yeah, man. <laughs> like I felt like my IT band, like, I, you know, yeah. as a, I found running as an adult and a lot of us made a lot of mistakes as weekend warriors. Like, so I know what an IT band, you know, uh, yeah. that, that twinge feels like. And I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, going no, to PT I'm a Viking for the garden. <laughs> I'm a Viking. I'm over six feet tall, and everything is like six inches. And I have to get way the hell down there. And like sometimes when I'm filming videos, I literally lay down to talk. <laughs> so the moment that I just experienced, you guys want to stay tuned for the announcement associated with it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to tell you until we get done recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Make a note of well, it before I forget it. Well, well, well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so irrigation. Let me tell you my story. Let me open up with this um, this situation. I must have. Did I come on the podcast and say I've changed my irrigation for the last did. time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course I did. So, um, well, my shit broke. So I'm back to square one. Like. I can replace it or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead. No, I'm not going to call it the company. I should, but I'm not. Just if you go to buy a soaker hose, be careful of what brand you buy and don't save any money. 
that's all I got to say. So I'm not trying to burn any bridges or anything, but, um, you know, you're saying like, don't go the cheap route. Yeah. Don't go the cheap route, man. It's just like with everything, like I never usually go the cheap route, but this Mm -hmm. time because I needed so much, I decided to, and it backfired completely. So yeah, I'm back to the drawing board and I've had, I have been doing a lot of internal searching amongst myself about what my desires about watering are Mm. and what my beliefs are. And come to my surprise, um, Batavia's having a little bit of a battle too. Yeah. So, well, I mean, tell us about it. Yeah. So, um, I've been really trying to find the words to express, you know, we talked a lot lot last year about the types of gardeners we are. And a part for me is if it can be done simply, I'd like to do it simply. Right. I know that that may not always come across in uh, some of the things you may see in my garden. Um, but the only way that I can manage all that I'm managing, I have to find easy roads in places. And watering while for me has been a real time commitment because I have historically in every garden that I've had hand watered. Right. And as the last couple of years have come on and my garden has been the largest it's ever been, that's a lot of time. Right. So you're talking easily an hour a week, if not more. Right. Um, so that's a lot of time just dedicating to sitting back and, you know, holding a water hose. And so I was thinking about it this year, while there are a number of options we'll, we'll talk about, um, they all introduce a level of complexity in my mind. Right. If not complexity, a level of potential, um, you know, I stopped short of saying harm. So all of that said, I want those hours back. And so I was been thinking about what do I, what can I do that will give me some time back, but still won't harm the garden, if you will, won't introduce right. other issues. Let me say it that way to the garden. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. And, but in this moment, like as we're recording, I'm saying to myself, do I really want to change something, especially with some of the struggles I've had getting, being started this year? Do I want to go with what I know works, you know? So right. let's see it. Hopefully by the end of this episode. I'll figure it out. I figured mine out. I know what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm done. Um, <clears throat> so I historically have never hand watered a garden mm-hmm. ever. I have always used a timer or some other kind of system with a timer or with even without a timer mm-hmm. um, to deliver water to my garden and have been extremely successful with it in multiple versions and have been z- um, severely unsuccessful in multiple versions. And I believe over the years of doing this, you know, my style of gardening has changed. And with, with that change comes a little bit of insight. Okay. And I'm calling out all the people that go online and say, this is the way to water a garden. This is the only way because it is the best way. And it is the most conservative way. And I'm going to go ahead and say you're full of shit and you need to think about different people and the way other people garden. Okay. And you know, it's like I direct sow seeds, Johnny Appleseed over here, he starts, puts in starter plants. So you can totally water two different ways Mm -hmm. and be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we, we know what hand watering is. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, you deliver water by hand. Yeah. Whether it's using a hose with a nozzle, whether it's a water um, right. uh, jug or whatever have you. Now, um, let's just go ahead and get water this can out. is the term. Yeah. You know, as Batavia's friend stated, if you're using a water hose that you are going to kill yourself with the water hose <laughs> delivering water that way. So, you know, maybe you should cup it in your hands. I'm sorry. I'm just... Yeah, I can't slow help grueling it. death as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. But, you know, um, so then another way is um, sprinkler, mm-hmm. overhead watering. Okay. Yeah. What is the deal with overhead watering? You got to say something. Well, oh, sorry. I thought you were going through uh, all of the options. But so in a sprinkler could be like your um, like underground sprinkler, too. You can fold those sure. two in. Yeah. Um, so 
using a sprinkler that's like close to the ground, that's going to have water coming down onto your plants, introduces a lot of water, a lot of moisture onto the leaves of your plants. Uh, If you were listening to the last episode, we want to make sure that you understand that I am saying leaves, not leaves. (laughs) I just want you to know that exactly two hours ago, my son said, the leaves are out on the tree. And I said, oh, Batavia, you have first grade vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, baby. Listen, I'm trying to, this, look, can it be that it was all so simple then? Um, so th- but anyway, th- you're introducing moisture to the right. leaves, right? And in some instances that could also introduce potential disease. There's the splash up factor. Um, There is moisture that isn't drying on your leaves. It could be, especially if you're packing plants in, it could be, you know, a formula for powdery mildew. Um, So not only does it introduce fungal infections and stuff, but it spreads it too. Mm -hmm, It -hmm. gives it a delivery to spread. So That's important. So, and that's separate and apart from the idea of there is a lot of water that's coming that you're using, you know, that's not really feeding your plant. So you're wasting a lot of water. It's not the most efficient watering yeah. system, right? So conservation minded people would not really like this method. No. Right. Okay. So we're going to put that one towards the bottom of the list. Okay. Okay. Then we have, um, you have soaker hoses which deliver directly to the base of the plants. Mm -hmm. And they're basically a hose that are porous. They have little holes in them Mm -hmm. and they are going to seep out and soak your, um, your garden at the soil level and they give deep waterings. Mm -hmm. Um, now you, you haven't used these, right? No, I have not. Okay. I'll speak on it then. So there's two kinds of soaker hoses. There's the kind that are flat that kind of inflate when you fill them up. Uh And then there are the round rubber ones, which are a little bit more sturdy, which I, if you're going to go that route, I would recommend it does not waste water because it doesn't throw water in the air. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not doing, it's not evaporating or anything like that. It's being delivered immediately. Okay. So it's super um, conservation minded. Um, the downfall of it is there's a limitation of how much soaker hose you can hook together. Yeah. And so the general rule of thumb is a hundred square feet. That's the general rule of thumb is a hundred square feet of soaker hose before you start getting to where you don't have enough pressure in order for it to seep out of that hose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we have, um, drip systems. Mm Mm-hmm. And what Where is, it's more it's more nozzle based, right? You know, so you have the yeah. holes, but if you think about the underground kind of um, sprinkler system that you water like your regular lawn with, it's a, it's a bit like that. Obviously, it is not as powerful, right? It is quite literally dripping, but it's the drip. The water is coming out of these nozzles that's still very close and lined up um, along the soil, right? Now, which is is also all the rage right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I don't know how new drip systems are. Do you know anything about, like... I don't like, know, but I, I feel like I've seen drip systems for years. So, I mean, this isn't, like, two years old. I don't know if it's, but it's, it's 20 really, or 10, you know. It's really gained popularity, mm-hmm. let's say, in recent mm-hmm. years. Um, and, you, you know, and it delivers water much like a soaker hose directly there, um... And it, it's the hose <clears throat> is pointed down, so it'll shoot directly down. Now, the the difference of the two is when you do a soaker hose, you have to snake your hose around. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're snaking it around your garden, and you can't have hard turns or anything, so you're going to have big loops because you yeah. want that water to continue flowing, right? Yeah. With the drip systems, what they do is you run every square foot, you have a hose. Okay, so a, if, you're four, if your bed's... Well, the nozzles go down okay. the hose length. So if you have a, like, let's just eight by four bed. Uh-huh. Every, so when you go that your four feet is your long ways, you know, you would have four hoses going across separated mm-hmm. by a square foot. And then I believe that you would again have more nozzles within that square foot, a, a square foot down the line. So you get a lot more direct water in a more organized manner with this drip system. Okay. Now, last year, 
I used a misting drip system where the nozzles were pointed up and it did not do me well. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so that's so, not that's something to stay away from. That was a cheap fix that mm-hmm. was not good. Yeah, the way you describe the the drip system, it it's a lot more customizable, if you will, right? It is, it mm-hmm. is, and there's um, it's also the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's keep this in mind that everything has a cost. Yeah, everything has a cost. Okay, and we've probably gone from least expensive to most expensive as we've walked through this. Yeah, hand watering. Um, a regular sprinkler followed by uh, soaker hoses followed by drip irrigation. Yeah. And I mean, we even took the very first one and just got the most toxic out of the way and all the <laughs> others are pretty innocent. So yeah. <laughs> clearly <laughs> I, I can't let it go. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Oh, I'm not bothered about it at all. I'm living the dream. So um, I'm looking up right now. Uh, You're going to get some information that helps us distinguish that there's a fifth one or... No, I was looking to see what the um, average size garden is. Oh. Um, yeah, because I mean, I think that um, in all of these situations, having water near your garden is is important, but that isn't everyone's design, right? And then also the size of your garden, you know, how... Not necessarily just the size of like a bed, but how spaced out your garden is, is probably the way I want to say it. Absolutely is going to impact what you're doing as far as your watering and, you know, potential cost. So, yeah, I mean, for me, my issue is I I don't have water by my garden. So I run water hose 150 uh feet back to my garden. Yeah. And then I can deliver the water. So, um, and that's just the way the sun hit. That's how I had to design my garden. Now, last year, and I mean, I'm sure you can go back to an episode and I was like, I'm back, I'm back to doing soaker hoses. Mm -hmm. And I designed my garden for a soaker hose. And now that I've got the soaker hose and I spent a hundred bucks on it and it busted on me, what do I do now? You know what I mean? So it's like, do I keep... Do you buy a more expensive um, soaker hose? Do you? You know, I'm I'm asking you what you plan on doing, brother. Well, so (laughs) in the in the process of this, I, you know, because I was like, look, I was like, you know, screw this. I'm going to go and I'm going to get a drip system. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was going to I was walking away from the soaker hoses and um, spoiler alert, I'm still walking away from the soaker hoses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the soaker hoses and I'm going to spread them what's left of them out into my flower beds. Okay. Okay. So they're not wasted, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, um, you know, it'll be, it'll work out pretty good. So I went and I looked at the um, drip system and for about a month now, <clears throat> I, you know, I was watering with the circuit hose and because I direct. So now mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not delivering water across my garden bed. Yeah. So all my seeds, they don't get water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All my carrots did not get water. So when I first started gardening, I was using um, seed starts mm-hmm. and soaker hose is great because I could just snake the soaker hose out, put a plant right next to the hose, bada bing, mm-hmm. bada boom, move on, holla, see you later. So it was great. But now my style has changed and this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was very eye opening too. It was very eye opening. Yeah. I think, um, so this is the part of my struggle, right? It's, it's freaking water, right? We need it and uh, all mammals need it. Plants need it. Mm -hmm. It can't be this complex. So I struggle with that, but I also know that I struggle with watering my garden. And even if I go beyond the one day that I'm watering a week in most cases and the hour or more I'm spending. Um, I just think about what happens when I get to the point where I'm watering my garden twice a week, or even if it is just once a week, can I never go away on a one week vacation? You know, so that's been a stressor for me to be quite frank. You know, it's a lot of time and energy we put into it up until a point where I don't have a way to tend to it. And while I have a, a number of people that would help me out, I mean, you and I both know, you know yeah. that whatever is someone else that's coming over to help you out, unless they have a garden like you do, they're not going to tend to it. And especially depending on the stage some things are at, just starting, just planted, 
I could come back to dead plants, you know, and that's, yeah. I don't want that. No, you've got to manage your expectations and your desires for these things. And you've got to understand that if you're going to leave, nobody's going to take care of your garden the mm-hmm. way you are. So you're going to have something die. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that being said, like I went back and forth, you know, I, um, I went back to the drip system idea because, again, everything that I do goes on a timer. Yeah. That's my rule. It has to go on a timer. So I go back, I look at the drip system, and for that month, I was wanting to kind of match that, you know, by now. $250, okay, is what it costs. That's the low price? That's the minimum for the drip system? That was what I found to be the easiest for me to install, to not be all jack leg and cattywampus and all, you know. Okay. I felt like it was just, if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. It was designed well. It delivered water uh, the right way. It moved it. It was very low, um, low profile. So, you know, you didn't have big boxes and like, you know, all this weird stuff hanging around. So let's put, hold on, let's put it on a good, better, best scale. So tell me with, with this $250 investment, where does it fall? And the whole thing, well, I mean... why is there a good, better, best? Why isn't there um, doo-doo? Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you $250 is a hard pill to swallow. You know yeah. what I mean? So I guess what I'm asking is, is the solution you're purchasing? I mean, it's like it's your gasoline, right? You know, it's yeah. 87, 91, 93. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out where does the system you're planning on purchasing or looking at, where does that fall? And what in the whole grand scheme of things of their product lineup or just like sure either way you know I think it was it was did you go upper top of the range line? did you go no yeah, I think it was like, like upper mid range because generally I go mid range for everything I don't mm-hmm. go too high I don't go too low mm-hmm. um, you know it just like I said when I looked at it it was designed for a certain amount of square feet and it mm-hmm. was spread out for a certain amount of beds okay. and it was all easily used and I was like okay that's cool. You know, and it wasn't like drip tape or anything like that, which, you know, that's a whole different, it's kind of this like drip systems, drip tape and drip tubing and all that. I kind of put them together. Yeah. Um, so it was, and like I said, it was very nice and it was very, but the problem is because I have a hose running so far back there, am I going to get enough water pressure to run it through the whole mm-hmm, thing? Mm-hmm. You know, so that was the issue I had. So I've landed on sprinklers. Okay, before we we go there, because you didn't take, you didn't let me come back around, and the reason why I ask, um, so taking time to install something, if you will, that may or may not work, can be frustrating. But the spend, so these are hard earned dollars, right? Yeah. So two fifty for your size garden, and that's mid range, is not even top of the line, right? Um, right. That's that's a quite a spend. Now the idea is that that would bring you, you know, bring irrigation to the yard. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard oh, uh, yeah. for years to come, right? So it's not an annual spend, is the whole point. The oh, question shit. is, would it? Because you have to remember, this system sits out in the sun mm-hmm. all year mm-hmm. round. Good and what point. the yeah. sun eats stuff away. I mean, yeah. I've seen it destroy many yeah. things. I mean, look at your plastic flower pots. You know, they yeah. don't, they wouldn't yeah. last two years, maybe. So oh, my, that's the issue. I, I put concrete around mine so they last much longer. Well, there you go. So you're, ooh, <laughs> la-di-da. <laughs> so, I mean, that was the whole thing. So, yeah, would it work? Well, by the time you get it, you cut it up, you know, you cut the hoses and everything. You ain't got nothing to return. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the issue that I had. Yeah. So do you want me to go on to what I landed on? Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to join you there. Go ahead. Yeah. So I've landed on sprinkler. I'm going back to the sprinkler. I've used sprinklers for years now because in my interims when I was moving and starting a new garden up and everything, it was a quick, easy boom and had great success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I had great water, you know, whatever. I understand that it's not conservation minded. I Mm -hmm. get it. But at the same time, neither is me wasting my money so I can't afford to feed my family. You know, constantly buying something new. (laughs) Well, did I? Because look, if I did $250 this year 
And I did another $100 before for something that failed. You're up to 350 bucks already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not to mention all the time that I could be sitting here creating something for everybody versus mm-hmm. me out there tinkering with some bullshit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I am. Um, I am very much the I'm willing to spend a little extra money if I can say I'm done with it. Yes. Right. You know, so am I expecting this? system to be in place for all of my life garden life no yeah, sure you're gonna to, to replace it but i'm talking i need years out of this right um because yeah. i mean it's truly a commitment you'll spend you would spend more this year on that drip irrigation system than you would spend putting in anything into your garden like i don't have your budget but i pretty much know what you're doing and what you're planting and all like you wouldn't spend that much money probably in the next no. two years right um no. So it would I, take me three years to spend that amount of money, four years to spend that amount of money to fill out my garden because I use seeds. Mm-hmm. Just now, to let plug me ask for you starting. before I'm going to go back to the drip system. If you if there was a guarantee, if you knew for sure that this was going to work, this is going to get you what you wanted. You know, we're not moving your garden any closer to the house. You knew it's going to give you the type of water pressure you need to water your plants. Would you be still thinking about the investment of two fifty and and closer to making it? No, I don't think I would. If you had not spent the hundred bucks last year, would that change no. the answer? Okay. No, because the issue is, is when I direct sow my seeds, there's going to be gaps in where it waters, mm-hmm. and I don't like mm-hmm. that. I, you know, I don't want to be limited. I want to water. I want to plant where I want to plant. If I'm like, yeah. you know, because like right now. I harvested a bunch of stuff and I was like, I can get another crop of radishes. And so I went out there and started filling in gaps. Yep, if yep, yep. I don't have that, then I have to be very careful about where I put stuff. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to sprinklers and um, I'm going to join you in that conversation because um, for me, and I, I haven't decided if it's going to be a full season of using sprinklers or if it's going to be, you know, when my plants are younger and then when I'm away, um, or something in between, right? But for me, I do have that same experience where things are going to be growing at different stages. There's moments where I'm direct sowing things like you've described near things that are a little bit larger. Um, when I hand water, I do hand water at the, the base of the plant. The only time I don't do that is when plants are really, really new. So once plants get some height, two, three, four feet, you know, for those that are larger, I'm sitting on my milk crate and I'm holding the hose, which is the reason why it takes so long. Right. You know, at that soil level. So I am trying to avoid that moisture. But this is the part of the conversation we were um when when I was sleepy, what was it? When I was like, yeah, you right. were sleepy, and I was almost yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. because I was mad, just because I was getting excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that part of it was, and going back to, can it be so simple? Um, <laughs> when it rains, how does the you know does it just go to the soil of the plants, or does it wet the entire? Well, what happens is leaves. when the clouds let the rain out, mm-hmm. it comes down, but then it stops right over your garden and then it starts to move around and swirl around all of your plants <laughs> and then it kind of finds its way in. And I mean, magically nothing gets wet. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? For years and years and millions of years, that's how things have been watered. Yeah. It just, um, so I've not had issues that I can attribute to overhead watering in my garden. But then there's also there's a, a tinge of social media gardening in here. Look up the episode. No, there's where... not a tinge. This is heavily <laughs> latent with influence from that. So you you hear about like it's it's evil, right? And then you think about how often you so two things. One, um, many many times gardens and farms have been watered through. You know, we're, I mean, years and years of watering directly from rain Two, so I know that Two, I've not had any personal experience, bad experience with overhead watering. Did I always water at the base of my plants when I hand watered? No. You know, I sat, stood up and, you know, just sprinkled everything because it's kind of cool to see the wet leaves. Like those yeah. were, I did that for years. Right. And then you started reading more, seeing more and like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. And so then I started migrating to doing something different. And now I'm avoiding a whole, you know, legit watering system with a sprinkler because of the fear that's like been embedded in my head. Right. Yeah. I don't want to introduce anything that's going to change who needs two hours a week, extra time. I don't, you know, (laughs) well, you know, I was talking to granny and I said, granny, you know, how did you guys water your farm when you were little? You know, when I say little, 
1940s. And she looked me dead in my eye and she said, the Lord watered it for us. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was an idiot for asking any yeah. other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they survived and lived mm-hmm. off of their garden. That's yeah. how they ate. If they didn't grow, they didn't eat. And so everything was overhead watered. And that was in the state of North Carolina. Now, mm-hmm. let's talk about the over the leaves being wet, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, it doesn't make a shit if it is raining outside or dry or what. Every single morning, sprinkler or no sprinkler, my leaves are drenched because of dew and humidity in my area. Drenched? Drench, dripping okay. wet every morning. Okay. Because it's just in the summertime, that's how it is. It's mm-hmm. so humid here. They'll be dripping off. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I get powdery mildew every year. Guess what? I didn't get water on my leaves last year, but I mean, got powdery mildew. Boom. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. You're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. A fact there's of life. also, um, so I kept on going back to what you spend it, what you spend it, what you spend it, because I think that people are legit happy with their drip irrigation system. Um, oh, yeah. And it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not anti that. Um, no. I don't want to spend it. One, the whole setup makes me a little bit nervous. As handy as I am. Did I tell you I put together a ceiling fan once? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it intimidates me. Right. I'm intimidated by it. Uh, so I'm looking for an, a simpler method and hand watering has been simpler. Obviously sprinklers. That's a simple method. Um, I, I sit back and I say to myself, your granny, my granny, Right. They live in a time where they weren't trying to grow insert random thing I saw online that I wonder if I can grow in my, you know, my in my garden. Right. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Out of necessity, like you described, um, things that were, um, you know, probably in some instances drought tolerant, you know, Um there was a lot more. We talked about this a bit the other day. They probably um, planted a lot more, realizing that some things would succumb to, you know, the conditions. Yeah. Um, so I do think that a part, and this is okay, a part of what we do in our gardens, and you know, when you get beyond the tomatoes and beyond the peppers and things like that, you do introduce um, more complexity, and things right. like your watering needs become more complex. You know, um, but it doesn't mean that you have to go kind of full swing into in turn, the most complex system. Um, so all of that said, I'm, 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 I'm with you when it comes to my next trip to home Depot is going to be to pick up a couple of sprinklers. Um, and I, you'll have to drop the, the link in the show notes for the, uh, the timer that you use that you recommend. I will. I will. And I mean, you know, I got a watering system for 20 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. holla at your boy. I'm, I can sleep good at night mm-hmm. knowing that that's how it is. I can see if it works. I'm comfortable with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been doing it for years. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking, but you're wasting so much water. You're watering the weeds and the grass. All I got to say is, and I mean, what do you <laughs> want me to do? I turn on this, I turn on the soaker hose and run it for the specified time. And the, the water is dr- leaking out of the damn garden bed mm-hmm. and soaking the weeds anyways. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why did you switch from uh, sprinklers on a timer to something different to begin with? This last year? Yeah, I think that was because I was trying to be more conservation minded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, let's face it. If you if you water yours in the morning, early in the morning, mm-hmm. you cut down on your evaporation. Mm-hmm. And if you take make just a teensy weensy little bit of effort, you can adjust any sprinkler so it barely overlaps your garden. And therefore, you're not wasting as much water. Yeah. So there are steps. And I mean, you can even get technical and say, OK, this sprinkler will cover this much room. So therefore, mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. do this and that. You know, there's all these different things you can do that will definitely take a, an overhead sprinkler and cut it down. I think the biggest issue is people take a sprinkler and they plop it down and then it waters 15 feet over the garden in this direction and 15 feet over in this direction. So you're getting that wasted water. For six hours. How many times six, have you, I don't know if it's the story in North Carolina, but I've, how many times you've seen like the sprinkler was on before you went to bed and somehow that person's sprinkler, like, you know, is still on when you wake up. Um, yeah. The forgotten nozzle to turn it off. But again, yeah. you're, you're avoiding that based on having it on a timer. 
I mean, you know, and I'm reading something here, you know, and it, I, I was reading a, um, a discussion board about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and it was like, why should I not work? Why should I worry about overhead watering when rain is the big watering factor? Mm-hmm. How many of us jump for joy when it rains? Why can't we jump for joy when our sprinkler brings rain <laughs> as well? You want to waste, if you don't want to waste money, then why don't you turn off your sprinkler when it rains? Why don't you turn off your soaker hose when it rains? Mm-hmm. Why don't, you know, just all these different things, you uh-huh. know, it just adds it in and in and in. So, um, and it goes, if you have, there's people that you can't do this with a soaker hose and there's just all these different things, you know, you can't do so with a sprinkler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you can do with a sprinkler, but you can't do with a soaker hose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the big mm-hmm. thing too, is like, if you, you know, when I left to go to the mountains, I had been using a soaker hose up until about a week or two before. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I, I put it on a regular sprinkler and it, I knew that it was going to water a couple beds a little heavy. Mm-hmm. And when I came back in one week, my plants had gone up five times the amount. I wish I had a picture beforehand because mm-hmm. I had no clue I was going to do that. I remember I called yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And mm-hmm. it was because of the watering, because the water was delivered a lot more, I, I think, efficiently mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. our garden's use. So, yeah. Well, welcome to an episode where there's not a lot that you and I are going to disagree on. I mean, I, I hope you know, it's not. I hope it's not disappointing for all those that are listening. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 a terrible thing to say in the world of social media gardening and being online and YouTube and stuff. And I mean, the biggest thing for me is I saw a YouTuber recommending a certain system, mm-hmm. a big YouTuber. And then I went and looked up the system, and the system was seven hundred dollars. Yeah, man. And this isn't the first time that I've looked up something that this individual has pushed. When I realized, like, oh, you're not really helping anybody; you're just padding your pockets with endorsements. Like, I, I totally like picked up on that because I'm yeah. like, at what point is your average home gardener gonna spend a couple hundred dollars, you know, at minimum, to do something like this? You know, like. How how is it that you can expect people to do that? And it really it burnt me inside because I was mm-hmm. like, this is not fair to the people. Because I looked at it and I was like, well, I, I must not be a good steward of the earth or gardener because I'm not doing everything that I can to do it. And it, yeah, it affected you know what? me. I think it's, you know, we come to things in our own time. Um, I could not pay $700 for a watering system. Unless it's going, it's somehow, um, you know, water's coming into my house as well through faucets and all of that. Like I'm replacing all of my plumbing or something. And that's a fee. Um, I just, I, it's, I can't, I can't figure out how to offset that in my garden. And there's a lot of things you can do with 700 bucks. Um, I think that I'm fortunate enough where in my climate, you know, where I have my garden, I don't have extreme needs for watering, meaning like I'm not watering t- multiple times a day. You know, I'm not watering right. daily, you know, um, not all throughout the season. So um, I do think there's some people, you know, folks that are growing in Arizona and folks that are growing in Vegas that have to do some really creative things, whether that's using a, a sprinkler or not. You know, we have some people that have restrictions on, you know, when they can water things. That's not me. Uh, so I, I'm again, I'm going to default to what's most simple um, and what can allow me to enjoy my garden more. So. <clears throat> Well, let me give you one more argument that I had read. I wanted to confirm this before I read it. Um, This is on Mm finegardening.com, which I typically don't like them as much Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason. But, you know, I guess I like them whenever they agree with what I'm saying. (laughs) So, (laughs) but they had uh, somebody talking about it and um, talking about Rose Garden. Okay. And they were saying that... um, once they learn, uh, here it goes. We've all seen periods of constant rain and no sun ha- that black spot can come. However, in my own experience has led to the discovery that overhead watering timed right may actually reduce black spot by washing the leaves and the spores off of the leaves. Hmm. So there's like a benefit to it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you're also the washing whatever is on those leaves back into the soil. So there's a little well, bit of that too. Specifically for black spot. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, just saying like, there's all these different things. Now, if I had, you know, I had that septorial leaf spot last mm-hmm. year, 
that 100% got spread by overhead water. Mm-hmm. But the overhead water happened to be rain. There was nothing I could do about it. Yeah, actually, that's a really good, a really good reference point. Um, so what I know about people is you can just about find supporting, uh, you know, points for your argument. So of this, course. this episode could be about, you know, uh, soaker hoses and we would have many points to make regarding, you know, the benefit of using a soaker hose. Um, so, I mean, I, I, what I do know is these are our experiences. This is the direction we're headed in. And a part of what we want to make sure you're doing is what you're most comfortable with. And that's everything from cost to time to how you want to, you know, kind of continue to give back to the earth, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, have at it, man. Cause I honestly, I honestly don't want to talk about this more. Not in this episode. I mean, I don't want to talk about this over and over again because I no. still can't get past the idea of it has to be sim- more simple than many of us are making it. Well, and see, that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, do, do we really need to spend a couple hundred dollars to water some damn plants? <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's my problem is, you know, and at some point, like, I, I don't see you with soaker hoses or drip irrigations in your lawns. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. see you doing that. So I, I don't see why it has to be different for our vegetable garden when we do we don't do it for anything else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I you know honestly, honestly I don't want my garden to look like an erector set. <laughs> you know what I mean with a bunch of shit going everywhere. Because last year when I had it, I hate it because I tripped on those damn hoses all the time. Uh-huh. Now yeah I could have you know routed them differently or whatever, but. You know, still, it was just, it was unsightly and it just didn't add to the experience of the garden at all. And it just, it didn't bring me joy, Yeah, you know, and that's what it comes down to. Like, does it bring you joy? Does it help you? Absolutely. So I think that I'm not going to search anymore. (laughs) I'm sprinklers. I mean, I just, I'm gone back to them. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm I'm not actually, you know what? I'm not sorry. Fuck that. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, like you it, should, don't, don't be sorry, but you know, that's no. not my place to say it. But I'm well, glad you, I mean, I know that there's the people sorry. listening right mm-hmm. now that do not approve of what we're pushing. Mm-hmm. You well, know, but, one, I'm not pushing it and no, neither are you. No. Um, our position on it, people may not agree with, but I mean, I'm sure there are many people unlike the folks at the beginning of the episode, you know, like that yeah. uh, don't agree with some of the things that we say. And I mean, that's, it's all good. It is man. what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. It's one of my know? least favorite it's... sayings. And every time I say it, I cringe directly after it, you know? but it, it, it absolutely is. is what it is. It is. So <clears throat> you can come on to um, Instagram and you can watch my overhead sprinkler go. <laughs> You're welcome to make a nasty comment if you want. Wait, we're gonna probably... we're gonna go on live as we're sitting out in our gardens and watching the sprinklers go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just it's crazy. Yeah. It's you know, it's crazy that something like a social media can take some you know, and push something so hard. And when mm-hmm. I say social media, I always include YouTube because it is a mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it pushes something so hard and ingrains I mean, look at the damn cucumelon. Yeah, I mean, well, let's bring that one back. You know, no, there's no I don't reason bring that one back. other um, than the fact that it was like pretty in your hand. I still don't believe that it tastes the same way that mine tastes. It's impossible for me to believe that what I tasted last year is whatever everyone else is t- tasting. Like it's not. It's impossible. There's no way that n- these people have no taste buds because you, right. you have to have no taste buds to think it tastes like something. But anyway, right. not only social media, but you know, any blog, right? Like they're probably kazillions of articles written about this kind of thing too Um, what i do know is that we have found ways as humans to um, make a thing a thing like make things difficult um i mean it's it's one of the oldest marketing tools right get enough people talking about something is the wrong way and then instead this is the alternative and there you are and we start to get detached from what's one logical and two what we really believe is right um, right. So th- the question is, as a gardener, I'm going to ask you to ask yourself how many times you've changed something in your garden that was working, but you changed it based on what you had read or seen. 
right? You started to do something differently just based on what you've read, seen, or heard. But what you were doing before worked just fine for you, you know? So yeah. that's your homework for today. Well, I can go ahead and tell you what my answer is, but, you know, it's happened to me a few times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, we've talked about like the pressure of having the show and, you know, having a voice out there, how that affects you. And I think that is in one aspect where it did affect me. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I had started off using soaker hoses, but once I changed the way, you know, direct sowing, you know, putting in smaller seedlings, packing more into a garden, interplanting or intercropping, however you want to say it, succession sowing, all of these different techniques that we now that both you and I use now, mm-hmm. they change the complexity of the garden. Yeah. And they change the complexity of how the you know, the irrigation needs to be handled mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's an important thing to realize. Yeah. You know, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely a consideration, right? Absolutely. It has to be a consideration. It does. It's going to impact the success of your garden. Um, So, you know, you just can't bring in the avocado tree and think that you're going to manage your watering system the same way. That's a a throwback to avocado trees in Chicago. Yeah. (laughs) So, and for the record, the wild garden is still hooked up to a soaker hose and I have zero plans of changing that. Mm -hmm, So um, that is how that one's going down. Um, Now let's do this real quick. If you're taking, let's take all of the different methods of watering Uh and apply them to a garden size and a garden and what kind of gardening needs to be used. Like, uh, you know, direct sowing, like techniques. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So start with hand watering. Um, Hand watering. Who should use it? Yeah, a small scale gardener, someone that maybe has containers only, um, someone that is growing in one or two beds. I think um, hand watering would do just fine. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think hand watering is, if you have a small space, I think that's the number one way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might tote a little bit extra water, but I think that I agree with you completely, you know. Yeah. Um, Man, I mean, you can use it on a big garden if you want. You're just going to run out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot, a lot so. of back and forth. Or if you're using a hose, there's a chance yeah. of death. So sprinklers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, no, soaker hoses are next, aren't they? No, sprinklers no, we are next. Sprinklers, right. soaker hoses, yeah. drips. So, so sprinklers. Ho- sprink- um, yeah. I think it's the orientation of your garden is important. Right. Right. You know, so if you're in a space where which, you know, probably will work out well for me, you have beds on one side and the other. So as a sprinkler kind of goes back and forth, it's actually watering two sides right of a garden. Um, I think if you have things really spaced out for your garden, I don't think that that's a a sprinkler isn't for you. Um, I think that if you if you have your garden off into a distance where it's not so close to the house. Cause there is idea of like, every time you come to your porch, your porch is soaking wet because it had, you know, the sprinkler running on it. But someone like you that has your garden kind of space from the house, I think it's good for you as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's good for covering large areas, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's also good to, you know what? Uh, I can't believe I forgot this. You know what another benefit is of a uh, sprinkler What's is that? you can bring your containers and set them around that sprinkler too and have them watered at the same time. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be doing all that moving. You you can. Well, I'm saying like mm-hmm. when I have my seedlings out, mm-hmm. I'll move them. If It's like if I'm going out of town because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're on a timer and I'll move them and I know they're going to get watered. Yeah. So, you know, that's another thing too, but you, it's definitely for covering larger areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and soaker hoses, they're for the medium sized garden. I'd say less than a hundred, uh, yeah, about a hundred square feet, you know, to make it simple and cost most cost effective and most cost effective, mm-hmm. but it's for people in, in my opinion that use seed starters or single plants and they don't really do a lot of intercropping or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So interplanting. Yeah. There's also the, the idea and the question around if you're planting and then planting and forgetting, meaning you're not coming in next month, planting something else, the next right. month planting something else, right? A single yep. season gardener as an example. Yep. You're, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I believe that is your more than average yeah. Gardener is, a, you know, your summer garden, you know, um, I was a summer gardener for years and years and years before I even, you know, and yeah, mm-hmm. hell, you're just dipping into. Absolutely. Something beyond summer. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, there's no, no problem with that, but yeah, somebody like that. And then, 
drips. Therefore, you know, I, I believe it's a well thought out, well planned garden layout. Mm-hmm. You know, now I can't put a size limit on it because they sell them in all sizes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that. So um, I think that something like drip is also something to consider if you're building your garden, like you're starting your garden. Um, yes. It's not as easy. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's easiest to do when you're planning it all at once yes. versus coming back, um, you know, and, and trying to kind of fit it. Yeah. And I think that it will work pretty good for interplanting um it may not work as good for uh seed starting like direct mm-hmm. sowing just mm-hmm. because you don't get that coverage you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if i put carrots in the ground like you can put 16 carrots in a square foot but every single seed needs to get water on it yep yep yep, yep. you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. a, that's an important thing to think about so um i think that's it man i think i'm comfortable with the irrigation talk what do you think i'm comfortable with it Thank goodness we're done with it, man. I know. I I really should be drinking more water is probably the only thing that's left, you know, that we really haven't addressed. (laughs) All right. Well, I know Batavia's hungry. I'm hungry. It's time for me to give you the recipe of the day. Since you're listening to this, then something tells me you like to cook. Hey, y'all. Miss Gardner and I have been busy whipping up some food in the backyard kitchen. Check us out as we grow some of our ingredients. But most importantly, we just try to get the recipe right. Available now on YouTube at Backyard Gardens. Remember, if you grow it, we will cook it or can it. Super simple, super easy, and you may already have it. You may already do it, but I don't care because I just learned it and I feel like screaming it from the mountaintops. Uh, we did, um, you know, we've grown radishes for years and years and it's always just put them in a salad, put them in a salad, put them in a salad. And I had a couple people that are like, just roast them, just roast them. So we roasted them. And to my surprise, radishes moved from the bottom of what I enjoy to grow. They moved up a couple rungs on the ladder. So okay, I can dig it. Yeah. 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 So you just cut them. Uh, we cut them in half. Mm hmm. And we coated them in olive oil. Mm-hmm. And I used Ruth's Muskydew seasoning. It's an all-purpose... It's like okay. a chicken, fish, and vegetable seasoning. Gotcha. Uh-huh. It's got... It's like garlic base, salt, pepper, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, the other thing we use is the everything but the bagel seasoning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so, glad you mentioned um, that because I have some in my cabinet that I've been looking to use. But I haven't had any right. bagels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but you know, we're big in the garlic and then, mm-hmm. you know, we also did just salt and pepper Okay. and we roasted them at 425 for about 15, 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to get them to a certain tenderness that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't mastered that yet, but, um, yeah, I was, I was thoroughly impressed by it because it's a quick crop and you can get a good bite out of it. So yeah. And using it, is that, You'll use many more that way than you would if you were adding it to a salad. Um, yeah, if so, you use a salad, you add, what, one? Yeah, yeah. You know? Now you have me thinking, like, I, I actually need to be out there um, uh, sowing more radishes. I, so, <laughs> just to clarify, I ate it the first night. I got up from the dinner table. I took, I opened the pack of seeds, and I dumped the whole pack of seeds in my hand. And I said, I'm going out there, and I'm filling in all the gaps in my uh, garden. That's pretty cool. Just because, you know, I'm like, it's quick, it's fast, turn around, mm-hmm. use it up, get it out of here, you know, and then, cause then, here we go. Then I was like, well, now I want to grow other kinds of radishes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because within that I had French breakfast radishes, yeah. but I also had icicle radishes that my sweet, 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 sweet friend Batavia sent me. <laughs> and so we grew them and it's like, all right. And so then now I'm going back out there and I'm planting some more and I'm just going to let them go to seed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so. I, um, I was planting and I try to, you know, I use my time in the garden to kind of relax, to think. And sometimes I get caught up in my head and as I'm sowing seeds, I lose track. And so mm-hmm. I was sowing radishes. So I had French um, breakfast and I had a cherry bell and I had my whole system going and then I'm like, wait, did I sow French 
breakfast or cherry bell. And I, so I had the seeds in my hand. I don't know which ones are which. So I'm like, all right, I turned around, put them in a bed behind me. And so I said, all right, now in this area, because I already had the tag there and everything, I'm going to sow the right ones. Forgot again. <laughs> I got distracted yep. again. Went behind me and said, all right, I want to put them back here. I'm like, for sure, I'm going to put one package in my pocket. And now I'm going to sow these others. So one row either has all of the same seeds or a mixture. And if it's all of the same seeds, I'm not even sure which ones, but we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm sold and I'm hooked now because it worked out well. The reason so. why this is such so one, I feel like roasted anything is good. Um, two, the reason why I think um, I'm glad you found your way to this recipe for radishes is because it is a satisfying crop. Right. Yes. You know, it fills in some of the gaps as you're waiting for some other veggies to come in. But there's also that whole balance of like, but I'm not crazy about them. Right. So maybe this is a gateway to being crazy about them. Yeah, it's, you know, and the thing is, is I, I mean, I was looking and there were so many different <clears throat> radishes and stuff like that. But I had a hard time selling myself to mm-hmm. grow them because I was getting tired of eating them in the damn salad. Like yeah. straight up, I don't like them in a the salad. I said it. I said <laughs> it. I'm out there. Yeah. So. All right, so one more homework assignment. We would like you to write in to your congressperson as well as us if you have a third recipe for radishes. Yeah. Salads, adding them to salads, which really isn't a recipe. Roast it, and then we're looking for a third. I think there's a soup. Yeah, okay, there. so we're looking for a fourth. <laughs> but I don't know the suit. But okay, so yeah, you definitely need to write your congressman, and I want you to just go ahead and CC Backyard Gardens on it. <laughs> <laughs> just so they could know like mm-hmm. okay so um but yeah so that's it i like Look. you know as, as we get closer to summer um you know recipes become more simple and that's what i love i'm no one's trying to sit in the kitchen with a stove on for a bunch of hours and look if you're coming at me to get a complicated recipe, you are in the wrong place because I've been there and I've done that and I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I don't do it. Yeah. We just don't eat complicated anymore. And a yeah. lot of times we cook something we're like, oh shit, that's too easy. Like, why didn't we think about that? You know? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this, like, why didn't I think about mm-hmm. roasting radishes? Yeah. But you know, enough people on Instagram told me to, so... <laughs> You know, if you get beaten ahead enough, you're going to do it eventually. And sometimes there's a great return on that. Here we yeah. are. Yeah. There we are. Okay, everybody. You've gotten a good recipe. I think it's a good recipe. It is a good and recipe. And more importantly, we have ruffled your feathers about mm-hmm. watering. You've exhausted so, me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we did it. We did it. Look, it's, it's a valid point, though. No, so, I mean, the reality is um, this is me being stubborn. Because, yeah. again, it's a critical part to your garden. Um, yeah. And I just hate that. Maybe I just don't like the options here. I'm, I'm like your stepfather. I'm just like, you know, just let, let's me find something and stick with it. I'm not trying yeah. to change this. Yeah. So, and I mean, look, whatever method you use, we don't judge. This is a judgment-free zone. We just hope you enjoy Unless you're dumping buckets of water like five feet from your garden hoping that the roots hit it, then maybe we'll judge. But other than that... <laughs> So um, hit us up. Let us know if you need anything. Uh, show us some pictures of your garden. Hashtag BYG podcast on Instagram. We'd love to see what you're growing and what you're doing. And uh, check out that link below so you can get a, a T-shirt and help support the Backyard Gardens podcast. And actually, I like the fanny packs oh. so I can put my seeds in it. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. So, um, yeah, hit us up. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 